Today I want to talk about trauma and uh, trauma maybe in a way that you haven't really thought about, maybe in a way that you don't necessarily want to hear about. So I'm going to challenge you a little bit with my perspective. But you know, I have been helping people since over 20 years to overcome trauma. I thought it may be worth sharing a little bit what I find is important when it comes to also using this term. Because the questions I want to answer today is, what is trauma really? I also want to talk about how come that sometimes we are hiding behind trauma and that we are also hiding from trauma. And when does it help us to acknowledge that we were traumatized? And when does the thought, oh, I have been traumatized, actually hold us back? And so all of those questions, if they are of your interest, stay tuned. And the whole video will also show up then in, on my YouTube channel, Dr. Friedman Shop. So trauma has been a buzzword, right? I mean, it's apparently it has the hashtag trauma 6.2 billion views. Wow, that's, that's a lot. And, and, you know, when I started working uh, with clients on anxiety and trauma, people didn't necessarily use the word as frequently. And that has certainly to do with COVID. There has been an uptrend because there is this thought that we all have been traumatized through this, you know, pandemic and all its aftermath and everything that was connected to it. And then there was this beautiful book, uh, The Body Keeps Score, that also made people much more aware of, hey, you know, trauma is not just something that's an event, but it's something that really gets internalized, that, you know, the body remembers. And cellular memory is certainly something that is well known and uh, it's also something that needs to be really uh, researched more because it's an important piece of of the healing it's an important piece of finding wholeness after trauma again but what is trauma because you know is it really that we all become now so traumatized that you know we are becoming a society of of trauma survivors, or are we using the term maybe too easily, too flippantly? That's what I wanna talk about because there is the capital T trauma that is what the DSM describes as, and I don't wanna misquote, the DSM-5 says it's actual or threatened death, serious injury or sexual violence that you either uh, felt as a victim or you are the witness of that. So the Diagnostic Mental Disorder Manual says it's really limited to that. You know, that's a one time or maybe a several time event that shakes you up. And what I noticed when people went through these traumas, that those occurrences defined them. It defined how they see the world. It defined how they see themselves. And, and often people that went through this trauma have a hard time to acknowledge it. And this is what 
I want to talk about later this hiding behind this trauma, hiding from it. I don't want to really feel it. I don't want to think about it. I want to pretend it didn't exist. And that certainly is something that has different faces, different ways we do this. But it's, it's important to acknowledge that this is how we also prolong the post-traumatic stress that comes from trauma because we're not healing. We are just trying to skip above it or beyond it. Then there is a smaller T trauma, which is what maybe many of us have experienced. It's like when something stressful happens, something that is out of our control, something that is frightening, overwhelming, and it also is sudden often. It can be a loss. It can be that in our childhood, we were often, you know, ridiculed. We saw our parents fighting. It can be harassment at work. And yes, it can also be COVID. It can be that, uh, you know, somehow you had to deal with a serious illness that, you know, came out of the blue. All of those things are also traumatic events. They're just different. And I call them small T traumas, not to diminish their impact, but they are not necessarily defining who we are. They have an impact on who we are. They, they shake us up. They make us question ourselves. They, they certainly make us feel like, you know, maybe we are not safe in the world. Maybe the world is not a safe place, but it is not as deeply um, affecting as those traumas that are more about violence, death, or sexual abuse. And then there is a third kind of trauma, and that is a trauma that I find so many people are using now, and that's a trauma that is coming from a situation that does feel out of control. Let's say, you know, your, your partner has been cheating on you. Well, that's overwhelming. Or maybe the relationship ended. That can feel very much out of control. Or maybe you got laid off at work. Or maybe you feel like it's really hard that you, you know, lost your apartment and you had to move, you know, further away. And now it's really every day feeling like a trauma to go and commute for an hour and a half. And all of those things we can also feel out of control and and as if we are going through trauma. But when we are really honest, those events don't necessarily define us on the long run. They, they are difficult. They can make us feel, you know, again, small and, uh, and without really many options. We may feel in that moment also really our whole mind and everything is occupied on that situation. We don't necessarily find a way out, out of these anxiety spirals or negativity thoughts, but it is not necessarily defining who we are. It may also shake us up, but it doesn't necessarily go to the core of our being. And that is where I think it's so important to realize how often do we now say, oh, I went through trauma or this person traumatized me, even though we know it was not the trauma that someone who is a survivor of sexual abuse or the survivor of, you know, some, uh, some violent death or a terrible accident has gone through. 
And it is not to, you know, blame you for when you're using this word. It's, it's similar to what we do when we use the word trigger. You know, so often we say now, oh, that triggered me. Oh, no, no, this person, you know, made me feel dot, dot, dot. The problem with that is that we automatically become the victim of someone doing something to us. And I'm not saying that we cannot be victimized. In fact, I think we have to be very clear that when we were victimized, that we are honoring that something hurt us or something was not right. But when we are using the word trigger or the word trauma, the mind says, okay, we are basically, uh, you know, at the mercy of somebody else who hurt us or kind of make us feel a certain way. And, and it doesn't necessarily go to, well, what's my responsibility? How can I take care of the situation? How can I really say to myself, well, I got triggered. So what does that say about me? Where does this trigger come from? How can I install the button that this person was pushing? Because I certainly cannot control this person, but I can make sure that I will not get triggered anymore by working on that what hurts. Because getting triggered or feeling that you were uh, traumatized by someone, and I'm again talking more about the smaller T, is ultimately saying I have a wound. And that wound is my responsibility to heal. That wound, that pain, that anguish, that confusion, I need to take care of it. So when we go into these big words, you know, it reminds me of when I was uh, in medicine and, and people came, you know, to us and said, you know, look, I have a bump on the skin. Is this cancer? And they are freaking out. And they said, no, it's just a tumor. And a tumor, oh my God. But of course, they are benign tumors. They are not benign tumors that can turn into cancer. But when we are using big words, our mind immediately goes into big reaction. And so rather than feeling like you need to use the word trauma or the word trigger, just become more specific on what's really going on with you. If you, let's say, you got betrayed or you had deal with loss, honor that what you specifically feel is sad, disappointed, angry, you may be feeling, you know, confused. There are a ton of questions that you haven't been able to answer. You feel insecure because you maybe take it personally and you don't know why this happened. Whatever specifically you feel when you have been calling yourself traumatized is helping you way better to find answers and ways to heal and outgrow that pain and that wound than when you're just starting to use this big T word and ultimately making yourself believe that you're the victim, the victim of your circumstances or the victim of somebody else. And this is all about empowerment. We cannot just go into this mode of feeling like that we have no choice because trauma in itself gives you the sense of being out of control. You know, I... I worked with someone who, or I can talk about myself. I'm just going to talk about myself for a moment because one of the things that I find like was the hardest, and I mentioned this before, was um, 
when I was sitting next to my mother and basically hearing the doctor say, well, there is nothing we can do for you, uh, to my mother. And uh, unfortunately, we're just going to have to ship you off into palliative hospice care. And my mother was fully aware. She actually had been walking into the hospital. And then she got that news that she's going to die within the next seven to eight days. I mean, can you imagine that this is the, the news you're getting from someone you're actually wanting to have help from? And I was sitting next to my mother and basically watching her gradually going through the phases of dying, gradually going into first, you know, the fear. Oh, my God, what, uh, you know, what's going to happen? Is this really now the end of it to feeling more and more, you know, the pain and discomfort and, and then seeing her body just change and, and morph into a complete different person and her being full of morphine and, uh, and eventually after a week taking her last breath. And, and that was traumatizing. That was really, really difficult because I felt 100% out of control. I mean, there was nothing I could do. I mean, I could maybe play a little bit with the morphine to help her to be at ease. But other than that, there was nothing I could do. I could just only watch her passing. And, but the point is that what happened there I could easily say this was, you know, for months and months post-traumatic stress, but it didn't really help me to tell myself that because I put myself in my mind next to all the people that were, you know, in the front lines in different wars. And I put myself next to people that had to overcome childhood abuse. And, and all of those things were not really specifically that what I felt because what I felt was a complete sadness and loss because my mother was one of the best people in the world and she did not deserve to die like this because she sacrificed all her life always for other people. And then that end, I questioned pretty much the fairness of the universe. And B, I also felt like that there was something about that sense of wondering if there is a God, if there is any, you know, benevolent force. And so a lot of that was put into questions. And, and when I knew that these are the questions I need to answer, when I knew that this is a pain that I felt and, and that is a reckoning I have to somehow make, it was so much more specific. I could really address it. I could write about it. I could talk about it. I could work with someone on it. And that really helped. And, uh, and that really gave me a sense of relief. And, uh, and that's why I want to encourage you. I don't want you to think that I don't have compassion for anything that makes you feel you were traumatized. But I want you just to be aware of that rather than just getting stuck in this idea of, well, trauma means I'm a victim and that means, you know, I have to deal with this for a long time and maybe even, you know, that will uh, be my identity for the future. I am a survivor of trauma. Don't diminish yourself, but be much more specific on what is really what I'm feeling. Because feeling traumatized 
doesn't do you justice. It doesn't really tell the story. It only is a name that you now feel gravita maybe gravitating to, or you feel like, you know, this is probably what's going on because I have been feeling out of control. I have been feeling that uh, I didn't have any answers or it was an overwhelming anxiety or, or sadness or confusion. Again, be specific with your feelings, your questions and the wounds that this event or these people have caused you. You will feel much more empowered to heal it and to address it than when you use this word and somehow get stuck or even hide behind it. So that's one, the hiding behind trauma, which we don't necessarily do consciously, but it just happens to be that the word makes us have these associations. Now, the other way that trauma can make us hide is when we are hiding from trauma. And that is also very, very common. And unfortunately, also something that prevents us from healing. So where on the one hand, we feel like the victims and we are feeling like there's you know, nothing we can do. When we hide from trauma, what people sometimes do is that they are literally telling themselves didn't happen nothing really to you know to worry about nothing really to uh, you know think about it's in the past it is something i just gonna ignore i overcame it you know i had someone telling me once that uh, you know he doesn't want to be defined by it so he's just choosing even though he got molested by his father and, and basically, you know, had for decades really struggled with this realization. He just chooses to not focus on this anymore. I don't want to give my father any power. And I'm only going to choose to be happy. I'm only going to choose to uh, find the positive in the world. It sounds wonderful, but that is a form of hiding that is similar to the hiding behind, you know, the the spiritual escapism where we are basically saying, well, you know, whatever happened happens for a reason. And uh, there is always something good that comes out of it. I don't necessarily say that's not true, but I also say that we cannot just say those broad, broad statements and not realize, yes, and I still have pain and I still have nightmares and I still have these spontaneous memories that are coming up and tell me this is not resolved. I'm still having all these echoes from those traumas of the past and they need to be addressed. So there is this also emotional escapism where we are telling ourselves the only feeling that is acceptable is a good feeling that is hiding from what needs to be addressed because trauma is not something that needs to be feared trauma is actually something that needs to be embraced because in the end it is us who have as i said before this responsibility to heal from it and ideally to grow from it so there is a hiding from it because we don't want it to be true and then there is the hiding from trauma when we are so ashamed of it you know i watched this uh, French series, which is called Sombre, and uh, it's really, really a great series. And it basically showed, a, uh, that's a real story, how a man 
in the northern uh, region of France for 30 years was raping and abusing countless women without ever being found and uh, until finally 30 years after the first event you know they found him but it was again unbelievable how many bad things happened to to not really pursue this and how much misogyny uh, also occurred especially in the 80s where people that uh, or women that were raped or abused were simply ignored but there there was this first or one of the first victims and and she had been raped but she didn't tell anyone that she had been raped she was so ashamed so she just said it was attempted uh, robbery and nothing was stolen so all is good even though deep inside she knew no this is not the case i lost my consciousness but when i woke up i felt all the signs that i was abused and and that that woman could only start her healing process 30 years after the event when she finally admitted to one of the policemen that she did actually have, uh, have that she had been raped and that she was a victim of such uh, abuse and uh, and until then she had really stuffed it inside and i think this is something that you may know from people that uh, are you know in your circle of friends or family or maybe yourself that there was so much shame about trauma that you didn't want to talk about it you didn't want to address it you pretended everything is fine or maybe the trauma re-emerged as a spontaneous awakening which can also happen you know the subconscious sometimes says this was too much to handle let's just put it down in this deep drawer and once you feel a little bit stronger or you feel a little bit more grown up and ready especially when you had trauma as a child the trauma resurfaces spontaneous you know through let's say you have body treatment you get acupuncture or or a massage and all of a sudden you remember this trauma of your early childhood when someone molested you or abused you and and that is also where people then doubt themselves it's very common that then they're saying you know what never happened i'm just making it up and especially if there is a memory of some family member god forbid a parent doing something to them that immediately going into denial and doubting and questioning your own sanity that is also a hiding from the trauma that makes this healing process so much uh, longer and it's something that just is so much more difficult to go through and then there is a hiding from trauma where we are simply taking power back you know i had a client who was since her early childhood abused by her father and uh, and she decided when she was 18 years old i will take charge of my life i will become successful i will uh, start my own company i will have my own money and everything will be good and she was super good at that i mean you know she really created her own fortune and uh, she was someone who was well respected no one knew about what happened in her childhood and she was able to cover this up beautifully through this persona of being in control until there was an event that shook her up where something in a in a medical practice happened someone treated her badly because it was just a rude person but for her all of a sudden all this feeling of feeling powerless and 
out of control and someone who actually should be trusted, couldn't be trusted, was actually hurting her, brought up all these memories and these feelings that she had suppressed from her childhood. And, and that shook her so badly up that it really catapulted her into the, the panic and the anxiety that then she dealt with for another five, six years until she finally reached out for help. But you can see that this is also a way to hide from trauma when you are choosing to just be stronger or more powerful. And in the end, you know, whatever wounds have been created by the trauma, they, they are not going away. They are, they are stored inside of you. Our, our system, the mind, body, spirit system is designed for us to come back to a wholeness. That's what healing is about, wholeness. And any kind of wound or any kind of you know, questions and confusions that trauma create, they are a sign of we are not whole. We are not in our integrity yet. So we have to somehow bring ourselves back to that. And, and that just is a requirement. We cannot skip that. We cannot just uh, live in that denial about it. And, and sometimes it can be really you know, surprising. I had a client once who, similar to the, to the one I just told you about, she was actually a flight attendant and uh, she also had gone through childhood trauma, sexual trauma especially, and, uh, and she never had worked on herself. She just literally took uh, the route of getting away from it and uh, traveling the world as this free-spirited uh, flight attendant. And, uh, and then one day, spontaneously, all of a sudden the world around her in the airport collapsed and she felt like a small child. She said, I didn't even know which gate to go, what to do. I had to sit on a bench in the middle of the, the departure uh, gate and, uh, and couldn't move anymore. I was so scared. I was feeling so small. It literally felt as paralyzed as when I was little and I was abused. So that was also a sign of her mind. Okay, you cannot run away from this anymore. You cannot escape it. You have to pay attention to it. And, and so hiding is not the answer. And sometimes, and there is the last hiding I want to talk about, it's also the hiding from the healing process by saying, I am a damaged person. There is nothing I can do. And and I will just always be that, that traumatized, uh, flawed person. It reminds me also of, of a client who really went through a lot of trauma. He lost his father when he was very young. And uh, he uh, had, uh, you know, really very, very challenging upbringing. And then he lost his wife when they were just, you know, newly married. And then he got ill. And... I mean, there was one loss after another. And that's, again, that's a, that's a trauma because it was early and it was really, you know, seeing your father die, which he did, was just a shock. It's something that defined him. But somehow for a while, he always felt, okay, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to make it, you know, one step further and I'm going to leave this behind. And, but at some point, something inside of him said, no, it's not worth anymore. 
I know when I put energy, love, tension into something, it only is going to be taken away. It's only going to end badly. And so in some ways, even though he worked and he was in a new relationship and he you know, had even uh, kids with this new relationship, he still wasn't willing to be his best and heal the trauma because there was something feeling more safe and more comfortable, just living still in the loss than trying to get hope up, trying to heal the pain of the loss and then really becoming again a whole human being. And that is also something where this idea of this is my identity is literally a hiding from yourself, hiding in the trauma from the healing that all of us deserve and all of us are capable of. So, so the point is that we just need to take whatever is feeling as a trauma serious and that we cannot just now all of a sudden say like, you know, okay, trauma is kind of a, a word that describes, you know, uh, our unique uh, experience because trauma has been around since probably millions of years since we have been living in caves. So it's a part of our human experience of our, of our journey here. So we just have to accept it. But my hope is that by having more awareness on the word trauma, we also bring more awareness to ourselves. On the one hand, I think it's really great that we talk about trauma as a way to make us aware, yes, this is something that potentially can you know, keep us stuck when we are in this post-traumatic uh, you know, survival mode. We are not thriving. We are just making it through. We are becoming very vigilant. We are you know, trying either to control our circumstances or we are trying to avoid anything that can traumatize ourselves again. And again, even when you're having called yourself traumatized, even though maybe it's not really the capital T, but you felt out of control, you felt mistreated, you felt blindsided because someone, let's say, has a, you know, treated, treated you badly or has been, you know, betrayed you or, or left you. I mean, this form of trauma can also make you not wanting to open up again, not wanting to, to try another relationship because you just don't trust. Or maybe this post-traumatic way of being makes you much more a pleaser of other people and you know feel like well i don't really deserve to look after myself i have to avoid any further pain by you know making sure everyone likes me everyone is uh, you know approving of me and and you're losing your sense of self you're losing what really is important to you and then of course trauma in any form can also lead to chronic anxiety chronic depression you know, sleep problems it can lead to even physical problems because it can get stored, like the book says, in your physical form and lead to health issues. So not dealing with trauma is a complete disservice. But trauma doesn't have to make us feel we are the victim of our life or the victim of our circumstances. So I want to talk about next time 
what can we do when we feel traumatized? How can we get out of this mindset of this has been done to us and I was out of control and it wasn't my choice and now it defines me to really understanding you don't have to be defined by the trauma. What defines you is really what comes next, how you are responding to it, how you are growing from it. I think my belief in the higher power got stronger because I came through this trauma with my mother and this many questions and many uh, confusions I was dealing with. I think most of the people I've been working with that had the capital T trauma or trauma of, again, very stressful events that were shaking them up and feeling overwhelming, that they had the ability to see that the gift in those events was really to ultimately find something inside of them that they could see much more clearly and also believe more strongly in because it showed them that they were not breakable and that the, the ability for them to be good, to, to love, to have compassion for others didn't go away just because it didn't treat it, be, uh, that because they were not treated like this by others. I mean, there are countless stories that I know looking back is the trauma is not the end. It's the beginning and it can be the beginning, just like, you know, the metaphor goes with the, the diamond, that this is the beginning where this pressure of the trauma, the pressure of life can really shape us into what we ultimately are meant to be, the best and most evolved version of ourself. So the gist of it, don't overuse trauma words just to make yourself feel powerless or make yourself feel a, a victim of of someone else or your circumstances be more specific on how you feel so that you also more specifically know what wounds, what limiting beliefs, what emotions you want to address. And also when you really feel like you have been hiding from the trauma by just being in denial, by putting it off, by feeling you have to, you know, somehow uh, rather blame yourself or be in shame rather than addressing it and owning it and seeing help for seeking help for it to grow. Just know that the trauma is also for you an opportunity, an opportunity to rewrite your history and an opportunity to redefine who you really are. Because as I said at the beginning, the trauma may make you define yourself in very limiting ways, may make you look at the world in ways that always keep you in a stress and anxiety mode. And that is not the way you need to live and that is not the way you're supposed to live.